Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today's, hold on a second here. I have your phone to tell you what to do next right in life. <laughs> July the 6th. July 6th. July the 6th, 2022. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. It'll be the three of us this hour. Uh, Ed is out. Ray is out. Ray's traveling, I think. He's okay. uh, Yeah, you know, summers are, uh, Ray travels the country going to various camps. Mm-hmm. teaching the Bible, um, and so I think he's going to preparing to be off on one of those uh, trips. So anyway, uh, excellent Bible teacher, Ray Pritchard. I guess he is. He's uh, for sure. He is in demand. Yeah. His his website, by the way, if you want to go there and check it out, he has a lot of free stuff, is keepbelieving.com. Mm-hmm. Keepbelieving.com. Uh, so anyway, folks, welcome to our program, and we're going to uh, get right to the news momentarily. Uh, let me just say that uh, we're planning on going to Israel in March, and we would love to have you come with us if you can do that and you want to do that, and you have the uh, you haven't spent all your money on gasoline, <laughs> <laughs> then then you can uh, you can come with us. Uh, we're going in March again next march and uh, we already have i don't know 30 something folks signed up to go and if you've been waiting to do this and looking for the right trip to go on let me uh, encourage you to go to our website and you can check out the price the itinerary all the details about our uh, holy annual holy land trip it's at twholyland.com 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 we'd have a lot of experience going to Israel, and uh, March is usually a great month to go weather-wise. Now, last, last not, not too hot, right? Last <laughs> year we had a well, not last year, three or four months ago we had a freak sleet snowstorm. Oh. Uh, yeah, the first day we were there. Mm-hmm. Well, I say snow wasn't snowing; it was sleeting, mm-hmm. which what's the difference, right? Yeah, uh-huh. for for Southerners anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, it, it was uh, first day in the old city. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I developed a bad attitude that <laughs> that morning, even though I was in Israel, because it was uh, I had a lot of uh, older folks uh-huh. to be responsible for. Right, and we're going up and down the uh, cobblestone streets of oh, old Jerusalem. Yes, and one poor fellow blew out his knee. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. I think he got back home. We left him over there. Uh, <laughs> but you know, when you got a hundred people or so, you know you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go back after the lost sheep, you know. They, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We took care. Of, we took care of our dear brother. He got help and he got home. Uh, so we'll we'll take care of you. Go to twholyland.com, twholyland.com for all the information on that trip to Israel coming up in March. All right, Chris, what's happening? Well, Illinois authorities last night announced they have formally charged Robert Cremo the third with at least seven counts of first degree murder for the 4th of July shooting there at the parade in Highland Park, a Chicago suburb, on Monday. 
Um, so at least seven counts of first-degree murder. That, is, that number is expected to rise because not everybody still in the hospital um, with gunshot wounds is expected to make it. Um, and we're still getting various uh, bits of information about uh, what he did, what police say he did, how he did it, things like that. I have a, a bit of a montage here of uh, Chris Covelli, Lake County Major Crime Force t- uh, spokesperson, uh, Crime Task Force spokesperson, and he was talking to reporters yesterday afternoon, clip one. We do believe Cremo pre-planned this attack for several weeks. Uh, he brought a high-powered rifle to this parade. He accessed the roof of a business via a fire escape ladder and began opening fire on the innocent Independence Day celebration goers. During the attack, we believe that Cremo fired more than 70 rounds from this rifle into the crowd of innocent people. During the attack, Cremo was dressed in woman's clothing, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and his identity and help him during the escape uh, with the other people who were fleeing the chaos. At this point, we have not developed a motive from him. Uh, Investigators are very much furthering the investigation. Uh, They have been in discussions with him. One other thing to mention here, uh, I mentioned the seven counts of first-degree murder. Uh, Police later today are going to ask Cremo uh, without the, they're going to ask to hold him without the possibility of bail. I believe that's mine. I hear music. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Is that your cell phone? No, sir. I set an alarm a minute ago to let me know that it was time for the show, and I needed to have all these sound bites in. And that's is that the... like a violin? Yeah. Playing? Or yeah. What, what kind of music do you put on there to? <laughs> well, I didn't you? want to put Southern Gospel in. In a, you know, in an uh, alert. What is uh, it alerting you to? It, that, I don't mean to get personal. It's past Chris, time to have the audio in the show. It did go off right in the middle of our show here. It did. I, either that or pick up uh, milk and bread on the way home. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There might be sleet. Yes. Reminder. Reminder. Yes, it uh, is a reminder. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's, totally just, threw me off the game. There. You know, you know. Sometimes you hear stuff in the background. You go, "Am I? Am I hearing? Is, is this it for me? Am I being called up?" Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing was, I was called up yeah. to be on the show today. Right. So right. maybe the last time I'm called up, called up yonder yes. in the middle of the show. Okay, so uh, back seriously, uh, tragic, sad yes. uh, story there at a Highland Park, um, which is a bedroom community would mm-hmm. you call it that to chicago and uh, as ray pritchard told us having been uh having lived in uh chicago area for 20 plus years mm-hmm. that's a very high well, end, it's a high-end uh part of the city high-end neighborhood we are finding out a little bit more about the history of this guy though uh because authorities yesterday told us in september 2019 uh the state police received a and this is what is called a clear and present danger report on this this young man from the Highland Park Police Department. The report was related to threats he made against his family. All right? So this is 2019. It's almost three years ago. Also, that report said that when Highland Park officers went to the family's home and asked Cremo if he felt like harming himself or others, he said no. Police said Cremo's father claimed knives in the home belonged to him and they were being kept in a closet for safekeeping. All right. So going back three years, the state police were aware that this guy was making threats against his family. Speaking to certainly the potential for serious mental problems. Uh, More of this will come out, I'm sure, during the trial. 
the prosecutor in the case says he plans to go to the maximum, and the maximum uh, for a murder charge in that state is uh, life without parole. Right. They do not have uh, a death sentence there. In the state of Illinois? state of Illinois. Well, I guess, you know, as we find out more, so the second guessing here would be what? That his parents... Should have never. You say his parents signed off on him mm-hmm. purchasing this purchasing we- the weapons, but he has a history of threatening violence yeah. against his parents. Not knowing any more details than that, it does beg the question: Why in the world are his parents uh, allowing him to have these weapons when he's threatened to kill them? Yes, right. Yes, I mean that. Those are obvious questions. From 2019, you said? 2019, the state police received that report from the uh, Highland Park Police Department. Mm -hmm. Well, he planned all this, as the gentleman just said there, the police representative, he Mm -hmm. planned all this. It was completely premeditated down to to the uh, fact that he put on a dress to try to uh, look like a woman Mm -hmm. after the shooting to escape and sort of mix in with the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's interesting. How did, how did the police catch up with him? Do you, do you know the story? It was, a, it was a, I, I think they had a description from someone of his vehicle uh, leaving the area. And uh, several hours later, he was picked up by a patrol yeah. officer. And cameras are everywhere today, especially yes. in big cities. Yes. Uh, security cameras are everywhere. So if he went on top of a building, my guess is they, they had footage of that and he would be carrying something be carrying his weapons in a bag or something like that right still no motive uh that we that we know of not that they have at least uh said publicly he he said there was no motive yesterday earlier this morning it was still no motive but sometimes these mass killers have uh manifestos as we saw in uh buffalo right a couple yeah speaking you know buffalo that has been um it's been reported that he targeted that grocery store because most of the people there were black and the shooter wanted to shoot black people. Uh, there were reports yesterday afternoon, and this is still uh, out there today in the news cycle, that uh, Cremo may have actually targeted a synagogue several months ago, uh, visited that synagogue, uh, possibly to try to size it up, see whether or not that was a, a potential place. New York Post had that, New York Times, other websites still have it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um and so it, apparently he has been plotting something. Uh, and, and I say that based off of the press conference yesterday versus the things uh, that news outlets and other people have talked about this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you worry when these things happen, especially what happened in uh, in Texas at the elementary school, Uvalde. Uvalde, the yeah. correct, uh, correct pronunciation, about copycat. Yep. Because... Uh, these deranged individuals, like this fellow here in Chicago area, he they they see this uh, happen, and then they see the attention that person gets, and then they desire the same type of uh, attention. The attention, good uh, attention, I should say, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you understand? What, I'm no psychologist, but I mean, you read about this. So well, you worry about these copycats. Yeah, especially now that we know that authorities were aware that he was issuing threats against family members going yes. back to 2019. So now we're starting to get a first indication of perhaps a pattern mm-hmm. of potentially violent behavior. You know, 
inevitably when they show pictures of these killers, uh, these mass killers, uh, they're just wild eyed. Mm. Am I, am I the only one who's, you know, they just look, Yeah. you can just see it in their eyes, so to speak, that yeah. just evil mm-hmm. and wicked. Well, the first pictures we saw of, of this, uh, of this young man yesterday, your first reaction, kind of visceral reaction, is that this this guy wasn't mainstream. He was disturbed. Yes. Anybody gets tattoos on the front of their face, mm-hmm. I got to worry about, wonder about. You know what I mean? I know that's yeah. that's that's subjective, and that's uh, just an, but that's just my personal observation. Mm-hmm. You get tattoos on the front of your face, but uh, anyway, he his uh, he wore women's clothes. Uh, and so to, to escape, to try to uh, get away. So he, he, this was well thought out. Oh, yeah. That's what yes. I'm going to say. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna say. I do want to mention this um, because it's it shows uh, an effort by the Biden administration to try to reach people in mourning, but also uh, the fact that Vice President Kamala Harris still needs to work on her delivery, on her speeches. Uh, and I say that because right. Vice President Harris is being um, criticized uh, today for for what's uh, for what's being labeled a, a word salad uh, of a statement yesterday to people in the uh, Highland Park area, I've got the audio in question. This is what Fox News and Newsmax and other people are, are calling the word salad uh, terrible response from Vice President Harris. Clip two. I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. We got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. The whole nation should understand. And have a level of empathy. Now, the part there specifically that I'm talking about her being criticized is the fact that she said seriously three times in the span of like 12 words. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm no fan of Vice President Harris, and she is inarticulate uh, as a public spokesperson. Mm -hmm. For the most part, uh, that's just who she is. She was there, to her credit, trying to express sympathy for the community and the families, and uh, so that I can't criticize. You know, I, I wouldn't, if I were, the, I would have never picked her if I were Biden, not that he's the most eloquent now. Any mm-hmm. Now, he used to be, he used to be pretty sharp, Biden did, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a few years back, and, yeah. you know, jovial and, 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 and well-spoken. But she just, She's just, just not a good public speaker. I mean, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Huh? She was. Uh, she did. Well, she didn't fly up there especially for this yesterday. Right. She was in town in Chicago to speak to a group of educators, and um, and and to your point, Tim, I think it was right for her right. to go there, right. given what just had happened in that right. community. But she is not the best off the cuff speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just has trouble in that area. Next story, Chris. Uh, let's mention this because it, it's gotten a lot of uh, play today, and this won't be the last time they do this. Uh, it's a shift in topics here, uh, but again, it's going to be something you're going to continue to see and hear people do. A lot of climate change activists, the ones that want us to completely stop our way of living uh, and try to run everything off of alternative energy, so-called alternative energies. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people have uh, taken up this uh, effort now where they go to places, public places, even museums, and they glue themselves to things as a form of protest. I of used our, to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm glad you stopped. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had I, that, we had that just, intervention. Tim, I we was, love you. I just felt like my point wasn't getting across, and I just... <laughs> 
cut cut it out. But what are these people doing? Well, these people are for yesterday's example. Uh, these people went uh, to a museum and they glued themselves to uh, Da Vinci's portrait or painting of where? the Last where Supper. Where was this? Uh, wherever this uh, museum is, I well, think it was the, in, the, in London. Was London? It? Okay. Yes. The um, the uh, the Last Supper yes. painting. Yes. Yes. Well, now that's in Milan. At uh, but but now maybe that maybe it's on. Maybe it's traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I said I wasn't sure. I mean, I know like even the Mona Lisa on rare occasions will travel outside of the Louvre uh, yeah. and uh, be on, on display in other places. The last they they glued themselves to the actual original painting, like the, the, the wall the around it. Yeah, the the oh, the wall around it. it. I yeah. was going to say you kind don't have that exposed <laughs> to the public, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not not without some kind of protective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's what I don't understand. Yeah, uh, they were doing this in protest against fossil fuels. All right. Right. Uh, I think that was the reason right. for it. Uh, why didn't they glue themselves to the front of a Mack truck? <laughs> I, I, I'm just duly noted, Fred. Uh, That's the a painting, question. The painting doesn't move. I'm stuck uh, without an answer for that one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They So they they glued it, these, they're environmental wackos, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, or maybe they're just wackos who happen to be environmental. Ra- you can say the word radical. I think it's fair to you yeah. know. It's one thing so to think climate change is real and we got to do something. Okay. It's another thing to glue your body to. So, so they 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 glued their body to the. Yeah, I what I saw is hands. Yeah, the, the, the hands they, to they the glued, one. They glued their hands to what looked like the frame right. around these paintings. And you somebody know what spray painting do? on the on the wall just immediately below the picture. Yeah, what's their point? Well, they want uh, they want to bring attention to the issue, and so that way people will change their lifestyles, and these people will stop doing. You know what? what I would doing. help them. I I would help them bring all the attention they want to this issue by leaving them there, huh? <laughs> I'd leave them there and try to. I'd just tell them at least for twenty four hours. I'd tell you, listen, we're not going to get you free. You're the one. You're the idiot who stuck your yeah, stuff to a. You got yourself in that position. Yeah. So you want to glue yourself to the. Uh, whatever it is, the casing, mm-hmm. then uh, we're going to let you stay there for a while. Yeah. One That's comment. I, huh? One comment. From you? Yeah. Okay, what? Get a job. Get. A- well, that's the thing. In some of these European countries. Go pump gas or something. Yeah. Some of these European countries will probably get put them on benefits, and they'll bring them food and give them a salary yeah. and whatever. You know, I, I do ahead. have some audio here. It's uh, Fox News contributor Douglas Murray. He was on Fox & Friends today to discuss this latest trend to – Protest fossil fuels, clip seven. They've been developing this for a while, and now here is their latest genius idea. Gluing themselves to masterpieces in galleries in Britain. They started in Glasgow, ended up at the Courtauld Institute, uh, uh, gluing themselves to a Van Gogh painting, uh, now to a a copy by one of Leonardo's uh, pupils of The Last Supper. And, And every time, they not only show disdain for the works of art, you know, they, they use graffiti paint to spray right. graffiti within centimeters of these masterworks. They 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 unveiled a, a, a sort of horrible copy of a canvas over one of John Constable's masterpieces, right. very, very close to damaging that work. They not only show contempt for the, the works of art, which to my mind is contempt for civilization, but this incredible right. narcissism. This incredible narcissism. Who would do this kind of thing? What kind of certainty do you have to have? Now, I'm looking at a picture of this story. Uh, there, It's in the UK. Let's see. Activists from environmental group Just Stop Oil, a coalition of activist organizations in the UK. <clears throat> uh, 
Glasgow, where's that? Scotland. Scotland. Okay, Scotland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, yeah, they glue their hands to the painting, to the outside of the painting, not the actual painting itself, but the frame. Yeah. And then it looks like they spray painted uh, the wall. No new oil. To, it says just stop oil. Yeah. Just stop oil and um, they, anyway. All right. Someone now. also pointed out that the glue that they used. Yeah. Is oil based? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Cla- yeah. Well, and you know the museum's electricity most likely coming from fossil fuels. Uh, how they got there was probably thanks to fossil fuels. Yeah, this is this is not even as extreme as some people want them to be. There was a guy last year that wrote a book. His name is Andreas Malm. Mm-hmm. He's a European fellow, and he wrote a book. No joke. This is the headline: How to blow up a pipeline. Learning to fight in a world mm-hmm. on fire. This guy got his start as part of a movement 20 years ago in Europe where they were deflating tires of SUVs to try to get people to stop driving SUVs. They wanted to become such a public nuisance that people would yeah. change their lifestyles mm-hmm. and they would stop. That's what mm-hmm. these people want to do. Change, Stop using fossil fuels. We'll quit doing this. All right, next story. Well, uh, since I am talking about fossil fuels. Uh, today- By the way, one of these ladies here, I'm looking at them, these activists, uh, they probably would uh, be uh, next up to be in line as uh, Secretary of Energy for the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah. I think they would, you know what I'm saying? Their qualifications are, are, are All there. you got to do is laugh weirdly on television right. and call OPEC right. a cartel. Box checked. I, I would just wonder how these, uh, how these ladies here got to their protest. Yeah. Did they walk? Mm. Or did they, huh? Public they, transit. Uh, yeah. All right, go ahead, Chris. Uh, let's mention this. Uh, gas prices, today's national average is $4.77. That's down from four eighty six this time last week uh, and four eighty six this time last month. Why but is again, gas going down? Well, uh, some people are attributing it to the continuing release of some of our oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Remember, Biden said several months ago, uh, for the next six months, I'm going to release 1 million barrels of oil from our strategic reserves, 180 million barrels. What are strategic reserves? They are uh, places in these United States of America that we put supplies into in the event of an emergency, and we need oil like yesterday. So we're Is basically— there, Are we in an emergency? Well, Biden, Biden says that we are in an emergency when it comes to our gas prices. We're in an energy crisis, and I'm using— But I quotes. thought these— um... These national, what do you call them, reserves? Strategic or for like a, reserves. Or for like an, uh, an, a national emergency, like a war or a mm-hmm. uh, natural disaster or something like yeah. that, to sort of save for a rainy day, not to try to price control. Right. There, um, th- that is what a lot of people have said. A lot of people have criticized Biden for this, saying you're the reason we're in an emergency. That's right. But even George W. Bush did it. Uh, Barack Obama did it at times where gas prices were getting so high and their poll numbers were getting too low so they try to you know ease uh prices for people so yeah. that's one thing it, it is a supply issue uh also uh, biden's still pushing oil companies and gas stations to lower their prices i think also demand has somewhat gone down people can't afford to go anywhere or you're starting to carpool and therefore you're not individually okay up so your you're saying maybe consumption is going down yes sir mm-hmm. causing the price to go down some although probably not going to go down much more yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, I've seen people cheering $4 prices. Like, that's a bizarre <laughs> era in our I know, country. right? Yeah. What a bargain! Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We'll be back after, the, after this short time out with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. A lot more to talk about. Stay with us.
What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Did you know you can't sink if you swim in the Dead Sea? You can't sink. You can't uh, drown. And we're going to go to the Dead Sea, and we're going to take a swim, and you can find out if what I'm saying is true or not. That's coming up in March 2023 on our annual trip to Israel. That's right. We're going to the Holy Land in March of 2023. Now, if you want the dates, the cost, the itinerary, everything about the tour, all you need to do is go to TWHolyLand.com. TWHolyLand.com. Everything is there. And if you want to join us, we're already getting a lot of people sign up to go because there's such a pent-up demand to go to Israel because it was closed down basically for two years because of COVID. Well, you can go now and you don't have to have a vaccine shot, okay? TWHolyLand.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Professional basketball star Brittany Griner is facing up to 10 years in a Russian prison. The WNBA player arrested in February. Police say she had vape cartridges filled with hashish oil. That's a crime in Russia. Miss Griner made national headlines a few years ago when she led an effort to protest our great nation. During the 2020 season, she refused to come out of the locker room until the anthem had been played. That was then, and this is now. Ms. Greiner penning a letter to President Biden over the holiday weekend, begging the country she despises to save her life. She went on to write that she feared she would spend the rest of her life in a Russian prison. Well, it's a valid concern, probably something she should have thought about before breaking the law in Russia. And if, in fact, President Biden is able to secure Ms. Greiner's release, he ought to demand at least one concession, that she stand at attention for the Star-Spangled Banner. I'm Todd Starnes. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Psalm 14.2 American Family Radio This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. Hey, if you want to watch the show on the Internet, Facebook or YouTube is... We're live video streaming there. Facebook or YouTube, just go there, type in today's issues, and you can watch the show on the Internet. And on the Facebook page, we... Um, Post the stories that we discuss, so you can have the first. You can have the information yourself. 
So check that out, Facebook or YouTube, type in Today's Issues. And I think we we are within days, maybe at least weeks, of having our own live video streaming service available. So those of you who have watched on Facebook or YouTube, we can... Mm -hmm. You can go over and check out our own live video streaming uh, platform. Uh, again, that's going to be available in the coming days, as I understand it. If you're listening to today's issue, should you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I'm Tom Wildman with Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward, and now we're joined uh, by Abraham Hamilton III. Abe is a constitutional attorney. With us here at AFA and a host of the afternoon show, The Hamilton Corner on American Family Radio from 5.05 to 6 o'clock Central Time each weekday afternoon. And joins us most Wednesdays uh, to talk about something in the law, with the law. How you doing, Abe? Good morning. I'm doing very well. Good morning. Hey, we got some good news to start with, Abe. The uh, uh, of course, the Roe versus Wade decision was overturned uh, a couple of weeks mm -hmm. back now. And uh, by the way, were you surprised at that ruling? N no, um, the, okay. that it was overturned. Yes, after are you the, surprised at that? Well, after the draft opinion was leaked on May second, <laughs> it made it pretty obvious that it that it seemed like it was coming down the pike. I know, I know others thought that well maybe there will be some type of compromise struck between the draft opinion and the conclusion but after the draft draft opinion i heard several speeches from justice clarence thomas and justice samuel alito that seemed to indicate that at a minimum the five justices who signed on to the draft opinion that was leaked uh had not only uh, maintained their commitment to their op to their commitment to overturn role but they were even strengthened in their resolve uh, they they Justice Thomas said he felt like whoever leaked it did so with the intention to influence the court. And he was committed to making sure that nothing nothing outside of the court uh, brought any influence to bear upon the court, specifically as it pertains to that opinion. So when the final opinion was released, um, I was not surprised by it. I was interested to see that Chief Justice John Roberts joined the majority, making it not only a five to four majority, but a six to three majority in the decision to ultimately overturn Roe. Uh, but then Justice Roberts wrote a concurring opinion to say that I don't think Roe should have been overturned. So that that was pretty curious to me. Uh, if you don't think Roe should have been overturned, why not just vote with the minority? But, you know, that's right. a whole other conversation for another day. Okay, so in Mississippi, which the Dobbs case originated from, which ultimately led mm -hmm. to the reversal of the Roe versus Wade 1973 decision and returned abortion law to each individual state, which is where it was prior to 1973. A lot of states had trigger laws, what they call trigger laws, in the event that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And Mississippi was one of those. Do uh, you know the, and, and I'm reading now where that law is about to go into effect. Uh, Fred, you have that right in front of you, don't you? Yes, the judge ruled yesterday uh, in favor of the law. And according to the governor, it takes effect tomorrow, July 7th. So what is that? That outlaws abortion in the state of Mississippi. And by the way, there's only one abortion clinic in the whole state mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. But it it uh, what what is it? What is it? What will this trigger law in Mississippi in effect do? Abe, um, it, you you want to go ahead? Yes, Fred, go ahead. You want me to go ahead? No, Fred, oh, okay. go ahead, it, Abe. It, yeah. it it prohibits abortion uh, completely in the state except for cases of. Uh, 
where the mother's life is jeopardized by delivering the baby as uh, demonstrable uh, before physicians and in cases of rape where there's been a criminal charge or a criminal complaint made in the instance of of rape and so but it, this it will in effect it, this will in effect close the last the one and only abortion mill yeah. in the state of mississippi which will make a, yeah right and the owner of it has has said that uh that she is packing up that abortion murder mill and moving to las cruces new mexico yeah. so there will be no more abortion murder mills in the state of mississippi mm. Hey, but I get we can expect this in the various states across the country that had these trigger laws in place that they'll be uh, challenged one last time. But based on the Supreme Court decision, uh, and I'm I'm reading a case here in Florida. Florida's new 15-week abortion ban was blocked, but then quickly reinstated yesterday. In Louisiana, mm-hmm. the state attorney general has asked the state Supreme Court to allow enforcement of a ban on most abortions. So am I correct in assuming we're going to get these challenges from Planned Parenthood, ACLU, or whatever the case may be, uh, but laws that have been duly duly passed by the legislature, is it your expectation they will be upheld? Yes, that is my expectation. For example, the challenge in the state of Mississippi uh, was based upon the 1998 uh, state Supreme Court precedent uh, called Pro-Choice Mississippi versus Fortis. Well, the bottom line, the, the Fortis opinion in 1998 was based upon and presumed Roe versus Wade remained Supreme Court precedent. Well, when Roe, with Roe having been overturned, as I believe her name is Judge Harland in Mississippi rightly concluded, said basically Roe has been overturned. You you have no leg to stand on. With Roe being overturned, the state legislatures have the authority to uh, to regulate or to outlaw abortion should that be their their pleasure their prerogative as the the people's communicated their prerogatives through their elected representatives uh the dobbs decision stands for the very premise that there's no such thing as a constitutional right to abortion therefore each state legislature has the authority to govern uh that area as it pertains to their citizens why why are are these uh, why are some people you see them out you know on tv in the streets and they have rallies over the fourth some people they they live in these liberal states like New York or California, <laughs> which aren't going to, yeah. which which are going to have abortion on demand like they always have. So they they live in these states, and, and yet they're protesting what people in Mississippi do, or people in Oklahoma or Missouri or where Texas or wherever. Who, why do they care? Yeah, I mean, regressivism is a mental disorder. That's all I can say. I mean. People protesting in California is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen because the state of California passed laws that exceed Roe, Mm -hmm. that allow abortion far beyond the parameters of Roe versus Wade. So a person protesting for the right to kill children in the womb in California or in New York or in Colorado or in New Mexico or in Maryland, nothing, literally, literally nothing has changed in those states as a result of Roe being passed so so it, it is absolutely an exercise of futility and a demonstration of insanity that shows that the people participating are very 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 unaware 
of the status of the events in their in their requisite states. Uh, if they want to protest in states that have banned abortions or prohibit abortions, that will be a different matter. But to do so in California and in New York is really absurd. Yeah, I think that in part they're raging against God. Oh, Are they not? No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. That that is the that is the ground level. That is the foundational basis of the screeching, you know, and 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 look, I know I make people uncomfortable, but let's just be honest about this. The reality is utilizing uh, an argument to say, well, we need to have this to be able to kill the child in the case that a mother conceives a result of rape or incest. When you make those statements, you are literally representing less than one percent of the total of abortions in each respective category. The reality is the overwhelming reason why people pursue abortions is for convenience. They are murders for convenience. It's even birth, birth control. Ass- it's birth. It, 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 and even the assertions to, to save the life of the mother. Medical professionals will tell you that you do not have to intentionally murder the child for that a pregnant woman is carrying in order to save the mother's life. Now, if you in an effort to save the mother's life and to save the baby's life, there are instances where the child will not survive. That is a football field worth of difference between intentionally killing the child in order to do something else after the fact. You don't have to kill the child to save the life of the mother. And when you understand that abortion is being used by and large as birth control, what the raging against, against God really is to pursue in many instances, if not most instances, is the right to have sex without the natural consequences of it. Oh, okay. That's what they're raging against. Well, they're raging mm-hmm. against God because these these people who are uh, pro-abortion to the hilt, they are angered mm-hmm. by the fact that uh, a God they would say doesn't exist, <laughs> yet they get mad at him anyway, right? Uh, would 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 make a moral judgment about their behavior mm-hmm. and say thou shalt thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, God, you don't tell me what to do. I mean, this is this sounds is, like somebody else, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that this is really what's at the heart of the whole the whole. That, uh, that's what that what and and I know that makes some people uncomfortable, but that yeah. that's really what the raging is about. Because you start saying, "Well, this is a women's issue." Well, is it really? Because you cannot. Last time I checked, and you know, I may not be a biologist, right. but I did stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Right. <laughs> last time I checked, in order to conceive a child, and I may know about this, I have six of them. In order to conceive <laughs> a child, you have to have a right. man and a woman to participate. No, right. <laughs> Breaking yeah, news. You, you really, really, really do. <laughs> yeah. And then on the back end in states like Texas, if you do conceive a child, regardless if the father is interested in the child living or not living, once the child is born, the state will give you no volition as to whether or not your wages will be utilized to provide for that child. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of these these arguments are really emotionally charged red herrings. Mm-hmm. They're very emotionally charged, but they're red herrings nonetheless. And having Dobbs overturn Roe gives us, for the first time since 1973, the opportunity to have these conversations with robust significance at the state and local levels. So back to our original story in the state of Mississippi and and in some other states, maybe we'll get a list of them. uh, But in the state of Mississippi, abortion will be outlawed completely, except for the the rape uh, situation. And that has to be a criminal Mm -hmm. case. You can't mm-hmm. just go in somewhere and say I was raped. Uh, w- 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 when does that stop, Fred? Uh, according to the tomorrow. governor, it takes tomorrow. effect tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Which tomorrow. is 10 days but, from the date Attorney General Lynn Fitz certified the Dobbs opinion. Yeah. 
I don't know if anybody noticed this, but down at the very bottom, after he gives his uh, lengthy statement, Governor Tate Reeves says, quote, God bless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, one other story we wanted to talk to you about, Abe. Uh, Chris, set this up for us. Yes. Uh, the Department of Justice on Tuesday sued Arizona over its new law requiring people who use a federal form to register to vote to provide additional proof of citizenship if they want to vote for president or using the state's popular vote-by-mail system. So, in other words, the Department of Justice is suing... Biden's Department of Justice. Biden's Department of Justice, yes, sir, (laughs) is suing Arizona over its election law that requires proof of citizenship for federal voting. Yeah. What do you think about this, Abe? Go ahead, Abe. This this is absolutely absurd. So you have the federal government saying, hey, we're going to sue you, state of Arizona, because you want to make sure that all people who participate in our elections have the legal right to participate in our elections. Yeah. Because if you haven't realized it, federal law prohibits illegal aliens from voting in federal elections. (laughs) Yeah. Federal law does. uh, Yeah. You you got this is uh, this is complete uh, (laughs) lefty insanity. Uh, I don't know. I mean. I mean, tell me you want illegal aliens to vote without telling me you want illegal aliens to vote. But by telling yes. me you want illegal aliens to vote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So just just so you know, folks, the Biden Justice Department has told us the state of Arizona passed the law. They, they're flooded with thousands and thousands and thousands every month of people coming in to our country via the Arizona-Mexican border. So these folks, a lot of them stay in Arizona. The state of Arizona is going, whoa. Uh, we can't just let everybody vote mm-hmm. uh, without proper identification. You're going to have to show that you're a citizen of the United States of America because we got so many illegals here. We need to be able to distinguish between legal citizens and non. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and go ahead, go ahead. And look at this irony. And 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 this is this is this is. I tell Hamilton Corner listeners all the time: we cannot have recency bias. You have to make sure we connect the dots continuously. It's the same federal government that refuses to enforce. Immigration laws. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is now turning around and saying, hey, hey, and by the way, Arizona, you can't make it sure that only U.S. citizens can vote. I mean, you literally yes. have the federal government saying, hey, not only come on in, but you guys determine the future of our republic. Yes. So this this has <laughs> this, not this, been decided in court yet. This is in federal court, I guess. Uh, but if Arizona. Well, it's not yet. The DOJ, the Department of Justice, is threatening to sue. Yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're hoping to that. Sue. Yeah. They're okay. hoping that either the state legislature yeah. will change the law or that the, the state attorney general's office won't enforce the law. Okay, so <laughs> but the, what, what yeah. I've said, what I've said, and others, and I, uh, probably everybody here has said it uh, on this panel, which sounds uh, crazy and conspiratorial to a lot of folks. But this is this kind of action by the Biden Biden trying to protect people here who, who are here illegally so that they can vote if they if they want to. Uh, mm-hmm. This only proves the point. The Democratic Party, Biden, the Democrats, and this they want to flood our country mm-hmm. with people coming here illegally, mm-hmm. all from all over the world. Mm-hmm. They want to allow them all in, as many as they can get in here. That's why they ship them on buses and planes and so forth, and make it so easy to come here. That's why Biden says, "I'll pay for your health insurance. I'll pay for your health mm-hmm. needs if you come here illegally." Mm-hmm. Because what they want to do in this case, they want uh, the Biden administration wants people to be able to vote without identification, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what they want to have happen is flood the country with millions of people. 
and then and then make them dependent on the Democratic Party, and then they vote Democrat, and it changes the the national electoral map. Yep, that's what that's what their ultimate objective. Sure. Is. Is. So you wonder, you scratch your head, going, why does the president of the United States not care about defending the country? The border of his own country. This doesn't even make any sense. A Republican or Democrat or independent. I mean, that you're you're sabotaging your own mm-hmm. nation with this kind of uh, with this kind of lax attitude toward illegal immigration. Well, it's not lax. It's encouraging people to well, come here. Joe Biden, candidate, said, uh, "If I'm elected president, I will invite a surge at the border." <laughs> he stated that. He said Do you think that. he meant that, he said, or you think that was a Freudian slip? No, no. He meant that. <laughs> they have fought to get rid of Remain in Mexico. Which yeah, that's Donald true. Trump Everything they've done is saying, come all, on. And I, somebody was telling me this morning, and I have to check this out, that there are two options for people who claim asylum at our border. Remain in Mexico, but if you get rid of that, then they have to be detained. And what's, happening is, what's happening is the Biden administration is breaking the law it is dismissing this people in, these people into the country. Yes, into the interior. They're yeah. letting them in. By in. law, they're supposed to lock them up until their asylum case is heard. They're not doing heard. that. They're not doing that. They're letting them go. Well, letting them mm-hmm. go or taking them where they want to go. In the country. <laughs> so <laughs> Biden administration goes to Arizona and says, we're going to come after you because you demand mm-hmm. proof of citizenship. Biden, same Biden administration is saying, you know, there's a law in place that we have to detain these people. But you know what? I don't think we'll do that. We'll just let him go. Mm-hmm. Well, and a similar right. policy. Remember, you, you will remember this as well. The city of New York passed a municipal ordinance that ref, that explicitly prohibited state elections officials, city election officials, from requiring proof of citizenship to allow New Yorkers to vote. Yeah. That the New York State Supreme Court just said, "You can't do that. Yes. You're violating the state constitution by prohibiting." This, the municipal electing election officials from requiring proof of citizenship. You have to be a citizen to vote. That's what the state of New York did as a rebuke to the city of mm-hmm. New York. Would you have the federal government telling Arizona that they agree with the city of New York's policy yeah. to allow illegal aliens to vote? And these Democrats use such words that they they've lost all their meaning. If are they they're trying to change their meaning of the meaning. The state of Arizona says you got to provide proof that you're a citizen of the United States in order to vote. You know what the you know what Biden and the Democrats call that? Voter suppression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, That's what, oh. they call that voter suppression. Yes, they're still talking about how Georgia's law denies people water. Like that's well, not well, it, and then we had, and then in the primary recently, we had a record number of people vote in the state of Georgia. We just blew that whole mm-hmm. uh, Jim Jim Eagle. Uh, remember Crow. Biden saying this is Jim Eagle, oh. uh, not Jim Crow. Jim, Jim Crow point two. He said, "Yeah, and this is going to people aren't going to be able to vote in uh, in in, uh, in 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 Georgia, and that turned out to be completely false." Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when the polls were opened. Uh, all right, Abe. We look forward to your show this afternoon, five zero five Central Time here on American Family Radio, the Hamilton Corner. And uh, have a good day, my friend. We'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. Okay. Take care. It's uh, our, that's our resident constitutional attorney, Abraham Hamilton III, joining us right there. Uh, I read that story last night, and I was going, scratching my head. I know the Democrats are, you know, wanting to flood our country with people here. I mean, they are. Yes. This, uh, but uh, I, I was thinking, Biden is going after the state of Arizona? 
just simply because they want to say, hey, you're going to have to show us you're a U.S. citizen in order to vote. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, so really, they want to make it easier. Biden wants to make it easier for people to vote illegally. Yes. That, Ab- that's what he's doing. Absolutely. That's why they're still fighting in certain jurisdictions uh, for the same policy from the 2020 election uh, to have uh, uninhibited uh, 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 voter applications. Ma- massive uh, m- mail-out votes. Yes. Mail-out absentee, ballots. Absentee ballots. Throw note to everybody. Yeah. Not You don't have to request it. We're going to send you one. Whether you right. want it or not, right? And, and who 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 verifies these? Exactly, so that was a part of the problem. Exactly, last time around. Uh, so, yeah, all right. So, uh, you know, but it was interesting when when this was tested. This accusation that Republicans are trying to suppress votes mm. in the state of Georgia recently. It was they had a record number of people vote, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Which and no, there was no lawsuits filed. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, minority folks were able to find their driver's license mm-hmm. and show them. Mm-hmm. Huh? Imagine that. Uh, which the Democrats said, uh, our poor minority people, they, they may not be able to find their driver's license uh, yes. or, or get any, or get some kind of voter ID. Yeah. It was really insulting. Or get a drink of water while you're waiting to vote. Yeah. Remember yeah. that too? <clears throat> it was just, <clears throat> what, what the Democrats didn't want to do there is... <clears throat> They don't want people to have to verify who they are oh. because that's easier to commit fraud. Yes. I mean, that's the way I see it. Yep. Next story, Chris. Well, from time to time, we have uh, sound bites. We bring in sound bites. The various people that uh, were born in other parts of the world and lived under terrible regimes, and they come over here and they warn us about the things underway in our country and how we're leaning in that direction. Today's example involves Lily Tang Williams. Uh, She is a witness to Chinese communist leader Mao Zedong's cultural revolution. Uh, And Ms. Williams happens to be a uh, candidate for Congress in New Hampshire. She's a Republican running for Congress in New Hampshire. And I've got a bit of a soundbite here. She had a really lengthy video that Fox has on its website. But Williams says uh, she has a warning for Americans about the indoctrination of children by radical leftists. Clip six. I see what's happening to this America. It's a neo-Marxist revolution, similar to cultural revolution. I survived. The purpose is to destroy America. The only country it still stands for freedom, liberty, individual rights. Now, I will, uh, I'll find this video and post the link on our Facebook feed, uh, but it's, it's very It's a very interesting video. She went on to criticize Black Lives Matter. She went on to criticize uh, a lot of uh, efforts going on in schools and the various things that she had to do as a kid and what kids are being expected to do now. I mean, William said that when she was a kid, I'm not making this up, she said when she was a kid, she thought Mao Zedong, or Mao Zedong, however you want to say it, was God because they were expected to pray and chant to him. And there are things going on in classrooms today that she equates to that. Uh, with various leaders and uh, political figures, historical figures, what have you. She criticized the uh, 1619 Project, I believe, as well. Well, she has a lot of credibility. She grew up under Mao Zedong. She uh, grew up and she knows their tactics. And what's alarming, she's saying, she's starting to see it in this country. And the example that we've seen in our education system in various jurisdictions across the country is that you have education officials, you have politicians on the left who say, you know, it is the school that has the right to instill 
uh, secular humanism uh, on your kids. And by the way, parents, you shouldn't know about it. You, you don't have a right to demand. This is what Virginia was all about last November when parents found out what their kids were being taught. Remember all the fuss down in Florida a few weeks ago uh, when Republicans there wanted and brought in a law that said, hey, school, you cannot indoctrinate little kids in kindergarten with sexual immorality. Right. It's like kindergarten through third grade. Kindergarten through third grade. And then you have uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, on the weekend running an ad in Florida calling that, uh, you know, a lack of freedom in Florida, that they're not allowed to uh, share books with little kids in kindergarten. No, what that's all about and what DeSantis, Governor DeSantis in Florida was doing is protecting the rights of parents to instill the, the parents' uh, character and teaching. And, and let's face it, let's face it, this is really about parents having the right to instill Christian values in their kids' versus anti-Christian values. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We'll be back with more of today's issues. Steve Jordan on deck. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Chris Woodward uh, providing the news with some commentary. And uh, and an occasional ringtone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Was that... Was that a particular song? Or? Uh, it was whatever this little pre, you know, the pre-installed Oh, it's sound pre-installed. It was whatever Apple said do, or you got a... I've got a uh, Android. Whatever Samsung said do. Yes. Said play. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll be back in five minutes with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.